Welcome back, everybody, to Catapult Your Business. My name is Casey Clark. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Cultivate Advisors. I'm joined by a talented team member on our team. We'll get to him in just a moment. But as always, we're here to help you catapult your business one question at a time. And he's brought a pretty great question. We're going to get into recruiting today. We all know the business is only as good as the talent you keep. And so we're going to talk about how to recruit top talent with the culture of your company in mind. This is really, really important to me, but I'll I'll give some of those details here in just a moment. Before that, let me introduce you to the extremely talented Yanni. Yanni, welcome to the call. Hey, Casey. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Well, we're happy to have you on the episode. Yanni, you're obviously a super talented advisor for us. I've done some killer things. Mind sharing everybody listening in just what your background was before you joined Cultivate? Yeah, sure. Um, I come from hospitality, so fine dining, fast casual, quick service restaurants, things like that. Um, that was kind of my world for about 15 years. Opened a pretty decently sized catering company, a couple fine dining restaurants, had my own little kind of small restaurant group hailing from Philadelphia. Um, did that for about eight years, had a successful exit, and now I'm working for Cultivate, helping entrepreneurs, just kind of one conversation at a time. I love it. I love it. So if anybody has a restaurant or or dares or is brave enough <laughs> to stay in the hospitality, <laughs> um, yeah, Yanni, Yanni is your guy, no doubt. Well, Yanni, thanks for joining us and and really, really excited to dig in. You know, why why this question? Like what what was this, what was about this question? Why do you think this is so important for the, you know, the businesses we serve every day and what you're seeing going on with, you know, owners, you know, in America right now? Yeah. I mean, you know, I work with kind of all different types of industries, right? Just based on my background, I do obviously have this kind of hospitality-based lens, do work with a couple kind of or, um, companies kind of that align with that particular industry. But honestly, like this is relevant for anybody, right? Yeah. It's ever since COVID, I think there's been quite a significant dynamic in regards to how people hire, right? Or how they should be hiring and what they value. Um, you know, you hear it consistently, can't find good people, right? The just kind of recruiting pool in general has declined, just uh, all of it, right? You hear it everywhere. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing here is the amount of money and time and, you know, just effort that goes into finding good people, retaining them, right? It's not something that's, that only needs to be kind of held and, and, you know, executed by the owner itself. Um, you know, you have this culture that you've built that's so incredibly important. Use them, you know, leverage them, bring them a part of it, make them a part of kind of the entire process just to yeah. just to aid in retention. I think that's the biggest thing here. I think I think what's interesting about this topic too that a lot of um, I think owners get wrong is they they measure themselves. Are they good at recruiting based on are they able to attract talent into the organization? Sure. Uh, versus uh, measuring it of am I good at creating performers inside of my organization, right? Yeah. Um, and I think what I love about this question is like, people coming in, you, you may have a great interview process or you may know which attributes or preferences you're hiring on. And you might yeah. have this down to a really detailed process, but are you actually identifying the right fit folks, right? Are you actually finding people, although they may be qualified, do they actually fit the culture of your organization? Do they actually lift your culture. And I'm not, I'm not just referring like we like each other. I'm talking about a performance culture in the organization. Sure. Is that actually happening? And I think that's why this is so important to me is I think too many people put all the pressure on building the exact right, uh, you know, uh, interview process, what questions to ask. They, they put so much pressure there versus some of these other elements after you're through that initial qualification. So for everybody listening, and that's what we're talking about today, we're not talking about what questions to ask. 
We're actually talking about in the recruiting approach, how do you actually figure out if they're the right fit, if they're going to fit the culture and they're going to support your culture? So that's what we're going to dig, dig into. Um, Yanni, you brought up that, you know, the whole, the cost, right? Like there's this massive cost to recruiting. Can you go a little deeper into that? Because I think a lot of owners don't even fully understand how expensive it is to recruit because they're just like, well, I, you know, I just, I put out some resumes. I sat down for some interviews and we hired, like, can you talk a little bit more where you find owners maybe get that wrong? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously there's the monetary aspect of it, right? And if you're, you know, keeping a keen eye on your profit and loss statements and things like that, you can start to see those trends, right? Of like yeah. when you're actually recruiting when you're not and having it kind of distilled down to the bottom line. But I really, you know, it comes back to to time. I mean, I think any any business owner, right? That's probably the um, the most prized kind of resource. And if they're doing it themselves, it, at the end of the day, they're probably a part of the process in some capacity, whether they're doing it from start to finish whether they're just kind of doing the tail end, right? The kind of the fit part, if you will, um, sure. or if they're even fully isolated, right? And just kind of in their own world, doing it and just kind of bringing candidates to to operations, right? And kind of building the business. It's, it's time and whether you want to admit it or not, right? It's time and effort and mental capacity and everything that you're devoting to. Expensive. Yeah, exactly. Which Very is expensive. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, the hidden costs that I know, I don't know if I fully understood when I was, you know, growing and scaling one of my first businesses was um, the cost actually of a, of a cancer in the culture and driving other people in the organization away or other top talent leaving. Right. So if people listening, it's not just the cost of that one individual, it's also the dynamic and the environment that that creates inside of the organization for others. Um, If you don't think that's happening, that's, you're, you're a bit clueless. Like that is real. That is taking place uh, depending on the talent that you keep. So just be mindful of that. Um, get me into some of the details here, right? So like if you're working with somebody, I'm sure you've, you're talking through this a lot these days. Um, sure. Tell me a little bit, like what are some of the most common things you look at of, of how to start to understand, does this person fit? Does this person hit the culture? What are, what are some of the things you guys are working on right now? Sure. I think the biggest thing is really just kind of leaning on your team a bit, right? Being able to um, to just incorporate them, keep them a part of the process in some capacity. I think first and foremost, that's important. Um, even with owners that, you know, pride themselves on retention and having long-term employees, like even better, they should be a part of this. They should have a say um, in the decision-making process. And I've seen, you know, even just kind of dispersing the interview process through different leaders and different teams and things like that to be able to kind of get that perspective, but even taking it as far as as trailing um, in our industry, we call it staging, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's literally trying something on for a day and it's not for, it's not necessarily for, for the company itself exclusively, right? But also for the candidate to fully understand, hey, is this something that I can do, something that I wanna do, something that I fully bought into? Um, And it just, those little tiny things, right? Just really help when you start to get into onboarding and training and beyond, Um, you know, to your point, it really is, this is a a game of retention and, and, you know, it should be judged on that alone, not necessarily the amount of candidates you're getting, right? And kind of what top talent is coming to the table on the front end, but how does this actually transpire over the next couple of years? 
Are you getting the advice you need for your business from this episode? Do you want to get more than just one question answered and to have it customized to you and your business? Well, Cultivate Advisors works one-on-one with thousands of business owners every day. Let them help you scale your business today. Don't just listen to this episode. Take action and go to CultivateAdvisors.com to see which advisor you get matched with and receive a free two-hour business assessment on how you could scale your business to the next level. Act now at cultivatedvisors.com. I think what's I think what's really interesting too is uh, the part here about just like getting to try it on, right? Getting to right. try to roll on, and that might be harder to do in some industries than others, For right? Sure. Absolutely. But I think I think you've just got to get creative, right? I know you talked a lot about that, right? It's just like you got to get creative when it comes to recruiting. Um, you know, I'm going to bring you a question here in just a second, but what what's going through my brain when I hear that, and I've done this before, um, where I've let people kind of try it. You, you brought up it's not just for you as the employee or, or sorry, sure. the employer. It's also for the, the employee themselves, right? Because, I mean, just just take a look at like what's important, right? You've got what's their confidence level? What's their commitment level? These are things that are extremely hard to measure and no matter how good your questions are. Very true. You, how, how are you going to measure it, right? And especially like, you know, on the cooking line, right? Like you're saying, oh, yeah, no, I, I know how to make all these dishes. It's like, okay, great. Show me. <laughs> like you're going to have a lot more confidence. <laughs> Um, yep. And, I, you know, as you know, Yanni, like in our interview process, we do we do a, a kind of a role model advisory session, right? We go, hey, here's the details. You've got to show us you know how to advise. Go. We don't give any advice. And we just wait to see how you take the advisory session live time. Yeah. Um, and we use that a lot to see how do people play in the space. So give, give are there other examples you have or, or any advice you can share to people going like, well, how do I figure out how to create this, try it on for size in my interview process? Sure. I think there's, you know, there's there's ways to approach this. Obviously, service-based industries, right? Things that are kind of brick and mortar based that are in person, do exactly that, right? Have them come in, have them work a shift, have them work half a shift, have them and you have to pay them. You pay you're paying for them for absolutely. that. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I, I want to make sure everybody knows we're not talking yes. about extending no, no, no. This, <laughs> this is not yeah, I just I just was like, let's get the legal part out of the way there, Yanni. Yeah, no. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it is, you know, you add that transactional piece, right, just to kind of help build trust, right, and just so like, we are actually committed to this role, committed to these individuals that we're actually vetting, and bring them in. And, you know, the way you present it, it's, it is, it is a two way street, right? I mean, you treat them as if you were treating one of your clients, one of your customers somewhere, you know, anything along those lines. Um, you know, some of the companies that, that maybe don't have, it, it isn't really kind of low hanging fruit, right. Of just have them come in, right. Just start, try to think outside of the box, try to do role, role playing and different scenarios and things like that. And maybe not necessarily do it exclusively to the owner, right. But do it directly to the person that's going to be leading that individual or working mm-hmm. shoulder to shoulder with that individual, right. Exactly. Things like that make a, make, have a huge impact on well, I think this all comes down to how you set expectations in your interview process, right? So the way to get into this is to be able to say, okay, look, we're going to go through the process. And we're going to figure out, are you qualified? Does this, does this match up? Are you interested? Or are we interested? If so, we're going to give both our chance, our, ourselves a chance to try this out yep. and make sure we know it's a good fit. Because we know you don't want to jump from your current role, or we know you don't want to you know, commit to something and then not be able to deliver on it. And this yeah. will actually keep more people in the interview process longer has been my experience because what happens is they go, they know that's coming at the end of the step. And so they don't just make assumptions. A lot of times people will pull themselves out of an interview process, some of the best talent, because they just start to make assumptions because they go, especially if they're a low ego person, they're like, wow, I don't know sure. if that's going to work for me. 
versus yeah. they might stick around and go, well, let me just see this out. Exactly. And fully understand the situation. So yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you keep harping on this. It's beneficial on both sides of the table um, yeah. because that is what gives all the confidence. And that's half the reason why people leave in the first six to nine months is the role was not what they thought it was. And I love your comment about do it with the leader that's going to lead them. Sure. So the leader has a say, but also the individual gets a chance to meet that leader, obviously, because most people leave if they're going to leave because they don't like the person they directly report to, right? That's the number yeah. one reason we all know. So exactly. uh, love that, love that. Any other thoughts, you know, outside of maybe trying the job on that comes to mind of like, these are some of the other things I focus in on when I'm trying to make sure I know it's the right fit? Sure. I think it's, you know, I mean, to your point, it is all about expectation setting, really making sure that that you're clear about that, right? And and you do approach the entire thing through this lens of this isn't just, this isn't a, a, a transaction, if you will, right? This is somebody that I'm going to bring in and nurture and spend time with, and I want them to be here for an extended period of time. Um, you know, when it comes to fit, an extension of that is, I mean, ask questions like what are your goals what are your dreams what are you looking yeah. for what's important to you right things like that really help paint the picture of is this someone that aligns with the rest of your staff in regards to their ambitions their goals what's important to them and more often than not right if you can get alignment on that one piece um you know the personalities and all that can all be we can test for all that, right? We can we we can ask questions to kind of dictate those things. But when it comes to person-to-person -person interaction in the actual workplace, right? Having those alignment on goals and aspirations and what they're looking for, it's so incredibly important. And it really is just kind of that that one qualifier, if you will, right? To take it to the next step and actually get into that point. Trust is broken down, right? And three C's yeah. you've got. You've got, right, your character. Like, do we trust each other's character? Do we have a good rapport? Do we generally like each other? Competency. Is there competency on both sides? The ability to lead, the ability to provide, the ability to do the work. The one that everybody misses is the common goal. Exactly. Right? It's not just the company's goal. So extremely, extremely well said, Yanni. Um, the one I'll add in, and I'll be curious your thoughts, is I think a lot about um, does the reward planner attract sure. the right person, right? Like, does... I often say like when you get creative and you build in like the kind of fun incentive programs or things that really drive performance, yep. it can always be a lot about the fit of the organization based on how the reward planners are structured in that organization. Have you sure. ever seen that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Is that something you see when yeah. you're working with folks? I mean, it can, you know, I've seen it with my clients. Of it, it, it can sometimes have a negative effect, right? Because from a business owner, you want to instill that and build those um, those metrics and KPI-based incentives, right, for them to drive and push towards, right? And obviously, right. they win, you win, right? The whole roll up. Um, but if that's not what your culture is built around, right, if that's not the people you're employing, right, if they want consistency, maybe they want to be able to still perform, right, still perform at the level that's necessary, but do so through a very different lens, you can turn yeah. people away. Right. If you go too aggressive from a, from the, from an incentive perspective. Um, but I also think it's like if the organization is meant to grow and you're trying right. to have a high growth company and you're going to put these KPIs and incentives in place, it's okay that somebody goes, wow, I love the role, but I don't necessarily buy into that incentive structure. And then that actually means that's them telling you, I don't know if I'm confident that I'm going to go achieve that and I need to hit a certain level of income. Right. So what I, what I love about setting that up, if it's, if it's hard or not, depending on the role, right. Sure. Or, hard but just 
more so like how much or how creative you get. Yeah. Think about that in terms of what type of culture you want. And it's, yeah. it's, don't just say, Oh, it, it, Oh, this person's qualified. Like, no, stick to your guns of like, this is the culture you're building. This is how you're going to structure. If it's a small incentives, big incentives, however you do it. Very true. Be consistent and understand that's also going to help you find the fit. That's more where I keep coming from. Um, I know we're going to run short on time here in just a little bit. And I wanted to ask you this, man, everybody's talking about recruiting and what's getting, you know, demolished or lifted by AI. I, I'm just curious, like, what are you seeing or what's your perspective on how AI plays into finding fit for your culture and the recruiting process? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of this has to do with, you know, if you take a couple steps back, right, slowing down to speed up, we focus on, you know, who is your ideal candidate? Who are you looking for? You know, I have found, you know, business owners utilizing, I mean, something as basic as, you know, chat GPT, which is a very yep. accessible thing for people. And I mean, yep. it's there. I mean, people have embedded it into the work, their, their workflow just as easy as Google or anything along those lines. Um, and using it for um, perspectives, lenses, themes, right? If you're looking for millennials, if you're looking for Gen Z, if you're looking for a very specific person, you can easily leverage something like ChatGPT or any any other AI to quickly shift a lot of your, your ads and what you're putting out there and making sure mm -hmm. that you're catering very specifically to whoever your ideal prospects are, right? But not necessarily exclusively on the, the performance piece, right? The competency piece, like we can all obviously judge from that, but through a lens of, hey, I'm looking for this very specific person based on the culture of my company and who typically melts well and works well and accelerates well in that particular environment. Thanks for tuning in to Catapult Your Business, where Cultivate Advisors is helping you catapult your business one question at a time. Are you running your business or is your business running you? At Cultivate Advisors, they'll match you with an expert advisor and do a free two-hour deep dive for your business. This will give you the clarity you need on how to get your business to the next level. Cultivate has worked with thousands of businesses. What do you have to lose? So head over to CultivateAdvisors.com and sign up for your free two-hour session. You know, I heard a really interesting, I read a really interesting article a little while ago that, that spoke about how, you know, uh, before the internet, uh, yeah. and, and the Wi-Fi craze, we were, you know, unbelievable. We had to be unbelievable communicators, sure. uh, right. And our ability to not only have the idea or have the concept, but the ability to actually deliver communication. And I think a lot about that sometimes on the recruiting side, because I think about how, uh, how much you had to communicate in an in-person interview or a phone call appropriately yeah. to know that you were lining up the person for the right role. And then here comes the internet, the show and tell craze. Like I can actually show you on this website sure. and experience it and show you what my brand is about. And then you see the social frontier kick off with all the social sites. And what happened is we all got really, really bad yeah. at communication sure. um, and our ability to articulate what our desires, or our outputs were. And then here comes along AI, which is essentially helping us perfect language yeah. again and communication. Sure. And so I think what I'm really taking away from you sharing that is it's it's actually more about going, you want to articulate what is a cultural fit within your organization. Don't just write the bullet point job description anymore. You actually can from the very beginning of the interview process. Exactly. Go in with detail to ChatGPT and say, here's my job description, but... I want to make this more relevant to this type of generation, to this type of person with this much experience. And it will reframe that language to properly communicate what it is you are attracting and looking for. Um, 
because AI is essentially helping us perfect communication. Yeah, very true. I mean, kind of, doing a lot of other things, as we know, but in, in this pursuit, yes. that's what it's doing. You know, look, I, I think that recruiting for your culture is is vital. And I think often as business owners, if, if I could, you know, kind of share my biggest piece of advice here is just that I, I've been there. I've, I've felt this. I feel this all the time. Right. You're in this recruiting process and you're working to bring folks in and you get busy and yep. other priorities kick in and other things take place. And you know what happens? You uh, you realize you can check a couple of boxes with a candidate and you <laughs> yeah. go, we're going to hire him because yep. that's easier. <laughs> that's easier than slowing down and knowing that you get that cultural fit. And I will just tell you, uh, every recruiting process we have had is longer than most in the market. Sure. And I get the same response from almost everyone that comes in our organization, Yanni, and maybe you'll agree with this when you came into ours, you know, a while back. But when people join us, they go, that was a really long process, but I learned so much and I understood so much of what I was getting into. I was so appreciative of it. And I just think every, I just want everybody to hear that, right? Slow down, slow down and take that beat for two weeks and struggle to deliver or produce what you need to produce while you're working to recruit that person. Cause you will save yourself an endless amount of time on the other side of the coin when you have the right cultural fit, not just the person who checks the qualification box. So I don't know. That's my, that's my quick perspective. Yanni, any final words of wisdom or anything you'd love to share here with all of our listeners on this episode? Yeah. I mean, I mean, well said, right. It's, it's, it's exactly it. And I think it's, you know, you see it so often, you know, value the people that have been with you for an extended period of time, right. A little sacrifice. Okay. On the front end to be able to find someone that's going to be with you for months, years, right. Whatever it is, maybe their entire career, right. It really, it really all depends, obviously. Um, it's worth the effort. It really is. And it's also worth the sacrifice. I mean, you see it, you know, I see it all the time with my clients is it's just, I, the business owner needs to do this, as you mentioned, right? Couple box check, we commit, we jump in, and then we pass off, right? And remove ourselves from the situation. And that's where you've just devoted all this time, energy, and resources. You found somebody only to kind of stick it out for maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, um, whatever it is. Yanni, if you can't, right? If you can't give that time or you're not willing, then pay. Exactly. Pay a recruiting firm to yeah. do it for you. Very and, true. And go all the way, right? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, don't, don't let that be your excuse. Agreed. Yeah, I love it. Well, everybody listening in, I think we've covered a lot, right? And ultimately, I think we can all agree that uh, there's a lot of different ways to, to, to measure culture. My, my favorite one that you shared, Yanni, hands down, is just let them try the job on. I think sure. I've done that so many times, uh, but I like that theme. Um, yeah. I hope everybody remembers that as they go on to recruit their next talent to make sure it, uh, you know, you know, really instills and and brings to light the culture that they desire for the organization. So Yanni, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom and taking some time away from your clients and your busy schedule to help. Uh, and all, you know, I know I speak for everybody at Cultivate. The work you do is super empowering and just want to give you a quick thank you here as well. But um, for everybody else, keep on keeping on. We all know this entrepreneurial journey has a ton of ups, a ton of downs. But there's also a lot of rewards. And don't let the business run you. You get to run the business. And one of the ways to do that is make sure you pick the right talent so you're not always cleaning up their mess. So I hope you'll join us here on our next episode. We'll see you as we help catapult your business one question at a time. But until then, we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. 